0: Welcome to The Lazy Geeks Season 2, now here are your hosts, Sapien and Nomad! Let's right, the That's time to edit this time.
1: We also have a lot of shit to cover too. So yeah.
0: Let's get it done. Alright. Alright, welcome everybody to the Valentine's episode of The Lazy Geeks. Yeah. I'm I'm just calling it a Valentine's episode. It's really not a Valentine's episode, but you know what? It's on Valentine's Day, so it works.
1: You should play this podcast while you're uh, laying down with your lady. <laughs> Don't put the Barry White on.
0: Yeah. yeah, Right in the heavy moment of ecstasy, pop on the Lazy Geeks, yeah. and it'll be done. And- pop on this part right here.
1: Oh, baby. There you go. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> your woman's probably done. <laughs> You're probably done <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
0: Uh, So uh, This last week we had uh, the Super Bowl Pretty Which, sure, yeah. uh, which uh, Sapi and I hung out and watched Mostly, weren't really interested in the game Because we could really care less About who was yeah. winning cause it No was.
1: offense to anyone who might be a fan but Yeah, I mean... the,
0: the Steelers or the, um, I'm from
1: Massachusetts. He's from California. <laughs> it didn't really, it, nothing. Nobody cared.
0: Yeah. Uh but you know what? This whole this whole big thing about Christina Aguilera's performance about the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. You know what? Did anybody even notice? All the people that are that were saying, Oh, I can't believe uh she she sang the wrong words. You know what? You're what in a she, what exactly did she fuck up on again? She fucked up in the um what was it? The uh I don't even know all the words through the to, um, you know, to the Star Spangled Banner. I liked what the CNN did because they were like going, you know, asking people what they thought. And they're like, well, I think that's kind of disrespectful. So the reporter asked them to sing the song. And of course, nobody can sing it right.
1: Exactly. That song is extremely hard to follow. Yeah. I'm not saying Cine <laughs> Aguilera is an amateur. I'm just saying that it's, it, it, it's like it was written by a 15-year-old on opium. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's got a good message. You know what I mean? It's a Star Spangled Banner. But it's like, the words don't really flow together, right? Yeah. It's just kind of a bitch. Like, that's why so many people mess it up. And then everybody laughs, like, oh, nobody cares about America. It's like, yeah, because that's all we have. Just yeah. the song. <laughs> that's all we're but about. Keep in
0: mind that, um, uh, and myself, we watched it. I never even noticed, <laughs> even noticed.
1: Actually, I think the only thing I noticed was, like, she got a little bit of that, that divorce weight. <laughs> bit. <laughs> Still looks hotter than the sun, but uh, <laughs> you could tell that somebody might have been hitting the hitting the rocky road late nights. You know what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> While it's, watching
1: Flashdance,
0: it's funny too because you know at the part of the Star Spangled Banner where they start hitting the real high notes and they start belting it out, I go, um, you know, oh the um, when the the rockets red, rock red glare, they start when the rockets red glare, they start singing real high. Yeah, um, I go, that's like the um, five Golden Rings of the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> five Golden, golden Rings. Because <laughs> at the 12 Days of Christmas, nobody knows any of the other lines of that song except you have people coming out from rooms, People that you don't even... You, Chinese neighbors that will just pop in out of nowhere and go, Five Golden <laughs> Rings. You know, and, and then after this, it's like... Yeah. A partridge. In a <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Star Wars commercial... If some of you may remember some of the commercials, the Star Wars commercial, of course, was the big hit because who hasn't done that? You know, who hasn't, you know, dressed up as Darth Vader and tried to use the force on somebody? I mean, I try to do it on my wife all the time. I know. It's like you do when you're a kid to take out the trash. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you do it when you're a kid. You do it when you're older. I did it yesterday trying to get the cat to move going. I'm doing it right now now. (laughs) (laughs) on myself. Uh, But of course, we saw the big trailers from the big films, you know. Cowboys and Aliens. We didn't really see much that we haven't already that seen.
1: Sick though. It
0: does yeah. look sick. And the big bonus point. Looks like Olivia Wilde's naked in it.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. always nice. That's
0: always a big plus in a movie. Yeah. When well, I mean,
1: Olivia Wilde takes her clothes off.
0: <laughs> it's a good day.
1: <laughs> it's a good day. It's really nothing else. You wanna
0: be on the set that day.
1: <laughs> let me also let me also further on the point, she's a very talented actress. <laughs> okay. I'm not taking away from her talent. I'm adding to the pleasure of the situation. You understand what I'm saying? I don't. I, I hate that when it's like, oh, the chick's hot. You know, she acts, too. I'm like, yeah, I know. But I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about how good she looks with her fucking clothes on the floor. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Just moving on. Transformers 3 actually looked pretty slick on that trailer. And when Optimus Prime took that sword, oh! <laughs> that looks sick, dude. Like, <laughs> I think that this one...
0: Might their... make up for the last one.
1: Make up for the last one is not going to have Megan Fox. Not that I don't like Megan Fox, but I mean she kind of can't act her way out of a paper bag half of the time. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I don't know. You
0: lost who knows? This. This All thing. I know is it looks badass. Optimus Prime keeps it real. The biggest pain in the ass trailer for Sapien. Anyway, Super Eight. Oh my God! I I did. I was hoping you wouldn't bring this shit up. <laughs> I'm so sick of this
1: shit. They play a trailer and like most pe- – see, the thing is is I'm envious of most people because most people will watch a trailer like that where it just teases. It doesn't tell you anything and like, oh my god, I have to see that movie. Like it's just teasing, teasing. Me, I'm like, what the fuck? Like what is wrong with you? Like I, I'm, I was that kid that didn't like surprise birthday parties. Like I would come in and go, really? And everyone would go, surprise. And I'm like, really? I don't. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, stand up. Wow. Turn a fucking light on. Like I
0: hate surprises.
1: Great. I'll still go see it though. Yeah. Maybe a midnight showing, because I know you want to see it.
0: Yeah, I would definitely want to see it. I want to
1: see it because I want to yell at it. <laughs> it's Spielberg and J.J. Abrams,
0: so yeah, we're already. It's
1: pretty much done and done. But
0: Thor trailer
1: looked good. I mean, and properly done. It
0: gave me information. I
1: know what the movie's about.
0: <laughs> Captain yeah. America, though. Yes, that looked cool. Oh, our first, <laughs> our first moving images of Captain yeah. America. <laughs> He looks badass. He, he does, dude. Everything looks
1: legit. Like, I – and that movie's been getting a lot of flack, too, because they've been saying, oh, we cha- they changed the outfit. I'm like, of course they changed the fucking outfit. It's 2011. I know. I love those ge- geek purists, you know, that are like,
0: no, Wolverine should have worn yellow spandex. Yeah. And had those, like well, – not uh, even
1: that, because they were saying, like, well, they didn't – you know, someone brought up a point I was talking to some people at work, and they were like, oh, well, they didn't change Superman that much. I'm like, yeah, it's because – it's all about making sense, okay? Yeah. If Captain America is in the army, he's in the military in World War Two, and he's just in spandex, everyone's going to go, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Because everybody's jaded nowadays. No one's going to go, oh, that's so cool. They're going to go, uh, excuse me. But that thing- is highly not functional to be in the military.
0: But the thing, too, is that Captain America, it's as close – I think a lot of people think it's as close to the original costume. I mean, was he going to have the little, little – little um? uh wings on the side of his head like he had in the original comic book.
1: That might have been the badass f- <laughs> though.
0: <laughs> but you know what? I still think it looks really cool. That real quick glimpse of Red Skull, oh my God. Uh,
1: that oh man. See that's the kind of tease I like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just the tip.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man, but but does do you think uh will I am and Fergie forget the name of the other two guys in the band?
1: I, I think they forget they were even the fucking band.
0: <laughs> they, yeah, when they go to record the chorus, they're like, "Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck are you?" Oh,
1: wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I remember them. Is you know the I...
1: one that gets my coffee? Ah. A uh, uh,
0: couple guys with the tilted hats. Ah!
1: <laughs> she got you that one, bitch. <laughs> so details the magazine. It's a pretty slick magazine too, if you haven't checked it out. Um. <laughs> did a photo shoot with uh, Vanessa Hudgens. The lovely Vanessa Hudgens. And um, I swear f- oh God, man. These, <laughs> these, these pictures will make you cry. Like she's so, so just... Uh. <laughs> Obviously, she's going to be the, one of the stars of the upcoming Sucker Punch, which looks looks pretty sick. That looks pretty slick,
0: yeah. But uh, And just... also, the reason why we bring this up, because we cover hot chicks.
1: Yeah. I actually wouldn't mind... <laughs> oh that one's just nuts too i i wouldn't mind hey, stop if, wall, look stop looking <laughs> at them right now i wouldn't mind if they just um <laughs> i gotta close this window real shit <laughs> if they just put put all like these hot chicks in like a sweat camp and they just did photo shoots every day you know what i mean like that's one thing i i I'd be like whatever you know it, it's needed you know <laughs> for society <laughs> wow it, it should be a law that if you're a certain level of hotness you should have a photo shoot once a month
0: Well, I think it's a perfect segue into uh, why is this news? Uh, Katy Perry used to hate her boobs. While this California girl doesn't mind showing off her body now, when she was a kid, it was a different story. I'm generally around 130, which is totally fine for me. But when I was a kid, I was the same height and weighed more like 145. I had enormous boobs that I didn't know what to do with, so I wore minimizers, which are not cute. Perry told Elle magazine, "Those thick ass straps. I got, um, <laughs> I got made fun of because of the over the shoulder boulder holder, and uh, all I wanted to do was look like Kate Moss. Little did I know that these things would come in handy someday. Why is this news? It is, and it just gave me a chance to talk about Katy Perry's boobs. Straight up, <laughs> Sapient.
1: Um, I also enjoy Katy Perry's boobs." <laughs> You know what though, I hear that a lot from chicks that have like larger than average breasts, like they say that when in high school it was embarrassing and shit, yeah,
0: and you they have back, problems
1: back problems and all that stuff, but that's sacrifices you have to make, you know what I mean it's just if you have if you have like if it develops scoliosis, so that's just what you got that's what that's what happened
0: <laughs> you know, so, deal with so it. you're it's not it. you're not a fan of breast reduction,
1: I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. But, I mean, I think, this, I think there needs to be further study on the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, remember in Star Trek how everyone spoke English? <laughs> kind of cool, right? Yeah. Then you found out it was because they had universal translators. Well, we just got ours, my friend. Brought to you by Google, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the popular Google Translate site is coming to an iPhone or iTouch near you in the form of an app. Uh, this free app available on the Apple App Store will work on any iPhone or iTouch with a 3.0 firmware or higher. The app will feature 57 languages by text input, 15 languages by voice input. Yes, I said voice input. The <laughs> app will also be able to speak 23 languages, meaning whatever you translate is going to say out of the little speaker. Um, this is also, this is going to revolutionize the way we communicate if it works properly. Uh, the only issue I can That's see... That's the real truth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the only issue I can see is the mass amount of um different dialects per language. But I really hope this catches on, because it's just fucking—it's just so sick, dude. Like, honestly, because I live in Southern California, and I need it. Like, I'll never turn it
0: off.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> also, on a serious note, this is actually a pretty bold move by Google, since Google has always, you know, with the Android and stuff, and then yeah. they're releasing this app on the iPhone. Yeah. Which is kind of strange to me. But obviously this is going to come out on other platforms as well, which would be nice because I will never purchase an iPhone. So it would be nice to
0: to actually have it on something else. (laughs) Put it on BlackBerry. Put it on BlackBerry real quick. uh, Well, I think it's time for the rundown. Well, my win of the week goes to The Avengers. This comic geek's wet dream of a movie has gone into final negotiations with Kobe Smulders, to play Maria Hill in the film. This How I Met Your Mother star would shoot the film during her hiatus and pair herself up with the likes of Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Samuel L. Jackson, Jeremy Renner, and such. I love this story because I think Kobe was the perfect, is a perfect candidate for this. Uh, she can play sexy, but she can also hold her own in a male-dominated film. This shouldn't be a surprise that she got tagged for it. After all, Joss Whedon was interested in her to play Wonder Woman if he had the chance to direct it. So, I I I'm a big fan of hers, and I'm always uh I think this was just a very very cool happy little news tidbit for me.
1: Yeah, it was actually pretty dope. But when I first read it, I was like, oh hey
0: hey, <laughs> it's kind of cool. Because you know you've seen her on the show. You know she smokes cigars, she handles a gun. She's,
1: yeah. You know. Well, she's Canadian.
0: Yeah, she's Canadian.
1: <laughs> Everything in Canada is better. Even <laughs> even their women. Like honestly, I mean let's let's keep it honest, okay? AT&T is now offering a service that will allow you to have free uh, mobile to mobile, you know, with their cell phones. How convenient that this was announced on the same day that the iPhone for Verizon hit the shelves. Um, (laughs) Maybe I'm being paranoid. Most likely not, though. AT&T announced today that (laughs) that they will be offering an add-on for your um, cell cell phone service. That will allow, like I said, unlimited mobile-to-mobile mobile calling. This doesn't mean just AT&T customers either. Free unlimited calling to any mobile phone. The service will cost you 20 bucks a month and 30 bucks a month for family talk plans. It's required that you have any talk plan with an unlimited text service on your phone account already. So that means you have to have some sort of talk. You can't just get the free mobile-to-mobile. Mobile. <laughs> what I was thinking, I'm like, oh, shit, I'll just get this $20. Buck. Um, and you have to have unlimited text, which I don't know why, but you do on your phone account already. This is pretty awesome considering the source, because I still don't trust AT&T as far as I can throw them. (laughs) Um, Although it's pretty obvious that they're doing this to retain some customers before everyone jumps ship over to Verizon, which is fine. Let's all hope that AT&T's network can handle the (laughs) extra calling that's going to be going on. (laughs)
0: Because you
1: know, they struggle.
0: Which It's funny, too, because in order to get that it's an extra $20 on top of whatever the fee is for the minutes
1: but that's a typical charge for an unli- i mean
0: unlimited texting is 20 bucks yeah I mean, but,
1: but i don't know
0: cuz like on the like the Verizon network you get free mobile to mobile uh well with any Verizon customer but that's included you know and then the unlimited texting which you know for me works but yeah i mean i i understand that and you know if if you're really yeah if you Here's my thing. If you have enough dropped calls on AT&T, is having free mobile to mobile really going to make it yeah. any better? It's really difference if you can't talk to anybody. It's funny that you mentioned AT&T as your win because my fail of the week goes to Verizon. <sighs> yes, but, I know.
1: Braiding cats and dogs. <laughs> The world's going crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, this week they went on sale um, to the general public with the iPhone, which Gizmodo, uh, Gizmodo reviewed as a better network to handle the iPhone, uh, revised its data hog policy. Mm-hmm. Any smartphone customer who uses an, ex- quote-unquote, extraordinary amount of data will see a slowdown in their data transfer rate and data transfer speed for the remainder of the month and the next billing cycle. Verizon didn't send out press releases to alert the public to this nationwide change regarding data throttling or or what's called -called, so-called optimization. The only reason this news hit the wire was because a blogger noticed a PDF explaining the policy on on Verizon's website, which Verizon later confirmed was official. Obviously, it's bad news for Verizon, who wanted to keep the lid on it, and the throttling policy will impact only a small number of users. Verizon claims only the top 5% of data hogs will be throttled. AT&T also previously claimed that a small amount of users were hogging a massive amount of network bandwidth um, before dropping the unlimited plan. But the optimization method involved catching less data and resizing video, which may minimally impact the appearance of the file as displayed on your device, and will and that affects every Verizon customer. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't call it unlimited, then. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, if you're calling it unlimited, then you're just, you're... You're really just kind of fucking people over.
1: Unlimited with an asterisk next to it. Yeah. <laughs> A little note at the bottom. Do you have anything else to add to the Verizon article? Nah,
0: no. Nah, I think I'm pretty much annoyed with that. It's
1: kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Moving on to another bullshit
0: <laughs> <laughs> fail of
1: the week. Uh, Call of Duty, well Activision, um, is going to start charging for you to play for their play their game online. Uh, well, At least that's what Michael Pachter says. Who is a uh, Webbush Webbush Securities Video Game Industry Analyst? That's a long title, right? Well, how do you lovely. fit how do you fit that on the placard at your desk?
0: How do you put that on your card? I exactly. mean you, what's the acronym look like an iCard? <laughs> it would be W S V G I A. Now say that with your left eye closed and your right eye. Closed. <laughs> oh. I think I passed. Uh, do I get but... my license now? <laughs> <laughs> this
1: news all revolving, re- revolves around something called Project Beachhead, which oh. Pactor goes on to explain in suppo- is supposed to focus, quote, on delivery digitally of new. Delivery digitally, sorry. <laughs> forgot about commas. Of new <laughs> innovative Call of Duty content and services that will enable tens of millions of players around the world to continue to enjoy the experience that Call of Duty offers. I love how they say continue like. We couldn't before. like It was all going to end or something. (laughs) Then he said, Project Beachhead absolutely is charging for multiplayer, Pactor said. I'm certain to my core. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, this is not an official announcement from Activision. Pactor is an analyst that is just doing his job. He goes on to say, Activision said they are working on value-added premium content that is exclusive. How do you exclude people unless you do it on the basis of whether they pay or not? what are you going to have a bouncer in front of the club where you play the content? The only, pay, the only way it's exclusive is if, is, ugh, is if it excludes non-paying members. When asked how a pay service for Call of Duty games would work, Pactor said, the exclusive content could be pay as you go or monthly. Let's say project beachhead comes up with Call of Duty universe. Please don't. And it launches, <laughs> it launches with modern warfare three and they say, if you join, here's all the exclusive content and exclusive weapons, and we'll charge you a dollar apiece. Or if they say for $5 a month, you can get unlimited weapons and all the map packs we bring out for Modern Warfare. and Whatever. A lot, A lot of people will say, I'm going to buy three map packs for $15 anyway, so for $60 a year, I'm getting... All the unlimited weapons and achievements. That just reminded me of those like word problems you used to get in middle school. Like, you know, <laughs> Sally has 73 apples. And, um, <laughs> so they could do that. I don't know if that's what they're going to choose to do. I'd say $5 a month is reasonable, though. Uh, yeah, so... <sighs> this is a fail, obviously, because there is no... Activision's kind of being a dick lately. Yeah. There's a lot of news about, you know, oh, we're just going to stop Guitar Hero. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, oh, and then we're also gonna stop all production of uh, downloadable content for Guitar Hero. Um, really? Okay. <laughs> um, it's like so basically all our Guitar Hero fan base. We want to firmly say, go fuck yourself. Like yeah. you have exactly six minutes to fuck off. Now you know? you're
0: now you're officially going to become rock band um players.
1: <laughs> Whoa, well, how long is rock band gonna last? That's a whole other
0: fucking story. <laughs> See, like with Activision, for those of you that that aren't in the know for one reason or another, that you know. Glaze over all the video game sites because you don't think it really affects you. If you play Guitar Hero, yeah, you're done. True Crime Hong Kong, gone. That, su- that kind of uh, sucks. Yeah, that sucks. And, um, no, uh, and for you, uh, Blizzard fans, no, nothing. There's no updates or nothing spectacular coming from Blizzard. So, no Diablo 3 or anything like that. Um, also, uh, <laughs> I like. For this year, anyway. Yeah, for this see, year. I and mean, they're
1: not completely. Yeah,
0: and this is for 2011, which we're in February. So that's another 10 months.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, um, I liked, uh, G4, I think was the one that said it best. They're like, Did you expect, um, Diablo 3 to come out this year? Aw, you're so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I started cracking
1: up. I think that was, I think that was Kevin, uh, Pereira that said that. Like, oh, that's so (laughs)
0: cute. Um, I did expect it to come out this year because we've been talking about it for the past four fucking years. Yeah. And then, um, if you're a skateboarding fan, Forget it. There's no skateboarding games coming no, out. Tony,
1: no, Tony Hawks. And that's, Tony Hawk. the...
0: and then with all of the cutting that they did, all the cross-board cutting that they had done, they go and say, yeah, but we're forming Beachhead, which is designed strictly to make downloadable content for Call of Duty games. Now, that's all cool, which means that they're seeing, okay, we're selling, um, Call of Duty, so we're going to put all our money towards Call of Duty, like we did with, um, like we did with Guitar Hero. And make it for that, and then when the shit goes down, we're gonna let go of Beachhead. But you're gonna have to figure out a way to fund Beachhead. So yeah, that makes yep. a lot of logical sense. That they need to charge that. Activision's whole
1: business model is weird. Yeah. Like
0: we're gonna put all our
1: fucking chips on this one thing, and like yeah, it's good now, but who knows
0: where Call of Duty's gonna be in a few years? The biggest, the biggest people. <coughs> excuse me. The biggest people to get fucked on this. <laughs> are going to be the Xbox players. Yeah, because they
1: they're still getting charged with PlayStation <laughs> players, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's PlayStation Plus, but for general playing online, you don't get paid, you don't have to pay for it. For fucking Xbox players, you need you get charged fifty bucks a month and it actually it's going up to sixty. Yeah. It isn't
0: that bad, but if you're already paying for Call of Duty <laughs> too, the fuck. Yeah, man? you're paying sixty bucks a year to to get Xbox Live. Yeah. And this depends on which you know, you want to go platinum or gold or whatever? See,
1: I can see a lot of diehard Call of Duty fans moving to the PlayStation. Yeah. Which Activision is not gonna give a fuck. But still, I mean it's just <laughs> and then Microsoft's gonna get mad at
0: Activision, yeah, and then they're
1: gonna be like, you know, slap boxing and sis. It's gonna be ridiculous.
0: Um, I guess now it's time to go to the comic rundown. <laughs> All right, here are the five biggest stories in the comic book realm. This week's number five spot goes to DC for planning prequel one-shot comics to be released in May to back up their June release of the film, The Green Lantern. The comic series will be put together by some of DC's talent and producers from the upcoming film. Uh, number four spot goes to Marvel's press release regarding Fear Itself, Spider-Man. Writer Christopher Yost and, um, artists Mike McCone talked about the upcoming, uh, miniseries. Everything I've seen so far from Fear Itself has given me chills, said the, um, said the editor Stephen, um, Wacker. Yost, who really found the way to, into the story by pinpointing the sheer humanity of Spidey and the fact that Fear Itself would affect Peter Parker more deeply than about any other hero. Fear Itself, Spider-Man, issue one of three, is due out in May. I'm looking forward to that one. Man. Yeah, that one's gonna be kind of cool. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Plus, they have the Death of Spider-Man um, series coming up, so this should all be pretty cool. And that's for and that's in the Ultimates line. So.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I think I'm I think Marvel's just trying to move over to the Ultimates line anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, number uh, DC takes the number three spot, with a continuing the tie-in to other media forms. They will have a comic miniseries tie-in with Batman Arkham City. Hitting the stores in May, the six issue miniseries will bridge the gap between Batman Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. The comic series is written by the writers of the game and will hit the shelves in May while the game is expected to follow in fall of 2011.
1: I like this too because it's, it's really like it's just showing respect to the medium that Batman came from. You know what I yeah. mean?
0: And because too, you know, it's a great way to make, make extra money. Yeah. <laughs> <That too. laughs> The uh, more
1: shit you can put Batman on, the,
0: the better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because Batman, Batman, Batman wrapping paper. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Batman toilet disinfectant. <laughs> <laughs> An <Batman> air freshener <laughs> for that bat fresh smell. <laughs> Dropping a deuce? Don't worry. Batman will take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> bat smell. It's like, what? Oh, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, Number two position goes to Comic-Con. Comic-Con 2011 tickets sold out in one day. If you were one of the people that tried to get tickets last Saturday, you know how fast and crazy it was trying to get tickets. Between the site crashing, capacity error messages, and tickets vanishing and reappearing, those lucky few that got tickets will cherish them while they get ridiculed by those that didn't. Huh. All, all the days are completely sold out. However, keep checking the site as they process cancellations and refunds. Uh, they will return them to the public offering. And keep checking
1: our site because Lazy Geeks at the spot this year, baby.
0: Yeah, Lazy, lazy Comic Con, baby. Lazy Geeks will be there all four days. Uh, the number one story of the week. The Fantastic Four is whole again. It seems that while the Fantastic Four is done, now rise future foundation. But, of course, they needed a new member. Enter Spider-Man. He will be joining the Mr. Fantastic Invisible Woman Thing and some top secret members to save the Marvel Universe from the from their biggest threats. The previous creative team from the Fantastic Four Hickman and artist uh, Steve Epting will carry over into FF Future Foundation. The new title will debut in March comes they come with a new white and black uniform Kinda have, sick. To, have to say spider-man's outfit looks pretty slick in this one
1: basically if you if you've fallen off of comic books. Um, like in the, in the past, right now is a good time to start jumping back in. I mean, everything's getting changed. Everything's going to be a fresh new beginning. Like, get back on. I'm talking about DC and Marvel. Like, everything's been shook up.
0: Yeah, everything is, every, yeah, the comic universe is really revamping themselves, mostly in line because of a lot of, um, a lot of comic books are now hitting to the movies, so they're trying to tie them all together. Uh, especially too, if you like, uh, like, like, um, the new Marvel stuff, Thor, Captain America, all that stuff, the Avengers, it's all coming from the Ultimates line, which isn't that old. No, it's, it's not. It's 10 years old, but they've revamped it. And-, and you know
1: what? It's fucking quality, too. It is. Like, it's much more modern storytelling. Like, it's it's sick,
0: dude. Yeah. So, one of the main topics for this week uh, was, uh, and this this actually, I'll give credit where credit's due. Sapien mentioned this uh, article to me. Uh-huh. In, in the uh, edition, in the January I edition of half of this shit to you, motherfucker, you'd be giving credit every single time. That's OK.
1: Let's, let's keep going.
0: <laughs> you done that? Yeah, before I stick my foot up your ass. Nah, uh, ah, <laughs> ah. In January's edition of Wired, Patna Oswalt did an article um, asking if uh, should geek culture die? Um, and it, it's it's a very thorough article. Uh, it it brings up some really good points. It was a complete thought. It wasn't just like a totally rambling rant, which sometimes you see from us.
1: (laughs) Most of the time, you see from us.
0: Yeah. Um. So I I I actually thought this was a this was a good uh a good topic to talk about because, you know, uh, geek is so mainstream nowadays. It's just everybody geek this, geek that, geek. You know. Uh. geek Geek chic. Yeah. Geek chic. Yeah. You know, after Big Bang Theory, it was geek chic, you know. But, uh so, I, uh, you know, the questions posed, you know, should geek culture die? Do you want to go first on this one?
1: Uh-huh. Um I thought his point
0: was valid,
1: as in, it's such a complex, like, topic, too. I think his point was valid as in, like, geek culture has turned into a mainstream event. Um With the way, he said, with the way the internet is and how information just flows so fast that people can can claim to be a geek or whatever um on a, a particular let's say dungeons and dragons you can hit up wikipedia and st- get the entire history of D D&D, uh and you can hit up you know torrent sites let's be real and download <laughs> download the books and you can read the books and and then all of a sudden you yourself feel that you are an expert at at uh, D&D, when in all of actuality, you're fucking not because you don't have any experience with the game or whatever. Um, So that's what he was saying, that it creates weak geeks, you know, like yeah. ones that claim this and that. But then on the flip side, like me and Noah were talking, no one ever said they were a geek. Like, yeah. I'm a geek. You know what I mean? It's, it, <laughs> now they – now I do. I do. I don't give a fuck. But, I mean, you were told you were a geek.
0: Yeah, you never – you were never – uh you never went out to achieve that you didn't go you didn't wake up one morning and go you know what i want to be a geek
1: yeah and i i honestly think that all the geek, geeky stuff i guess you used battlestar galactica or just science fiction fantasy it's all becoming mainstream um a perfect example is battlestar galactica or the lord of the rings yeah. you know and he mentioned in the article the lord of the rings used to be like he said their their little secret which on it wasn't Being the second most read book (laughs) is really a secret, but that's okay. Um, And the movies made it mainstream. Uh, Why is that a bad thing? I I mean, it's just going to cause... Yeah, there's of course going to be parts. It's going to be you know sellout shit. There's going to be shit that's really dumb because they're just trying to make money. But there's still going to be true to form. People are going to be inspired by things. People are going to want to create more and fill in the medium. I mean, or the medium. If you... If geek culture were to die right now, which I think is a ridiculous concept anyway, you can't – there's no off switch to a subculture. <laughs> but if it were to die It's not right like now, you're
0: trying to turn off the internet. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if, if the subculture were to die right now, um, it would just rebuild. Yeah. Ten times faster than it had been before. The only problem is it wouldn't have the rich history anymore. Right. It wouldn't be the history of Star Wars. It wouldn't be Lord of the Rings. You know? I think everyone's a – I've always thought that everyone's a geek in their own way because it really only means that you're specific about something. You know a lot about a particular topic. Who doesn't do that? Yeah. Who doesn't have a particular topic that not everyone is into that they – I mean you do with sports, uh, movies. I know Nomad's on those movies. That motherfucker yeah. talking about movies all day. I can't remember <laughs> actors or anything. Then you got me who will discuss company mergers of video game companies and shit. You know, It's like – some people are into certain things, and we all come together, and we share that knowledge with each other. Yeah. now people are doing it more in a in a social way in online and stuff like that. but I mean that's just the technology that exists today It's the same thing as calling somebody or the same thing as fucking you know talking to somebody at a meet. I mean who cares
0: yeah. you know what i mean yeah i you know personally i don't think you know should it die no. Like most things, people you know get pushed into the geek area, and the lone geeks, you know, the ones that want to be different, they want to be considered odd, and you know, hate that it's becoming mainstream. Keep in mind that you know the the people that like to be considered different and not feel part of quote unquote mainstream all have to like certain things and dress a certain way, and have and in order to be given cred in any type of cred. So. You know, like those uh, nonconformist kids that all dress the same way. and
1: Same exa- exact same exact same way same as their way leader. And like <laughs> the same
0: thing, you know, Newsflash, that nonconformist ideal that she so badly, you know, want to fit into is conformity in the purest form. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I-, I personally think, you know, geek has turned into an umbrella word that encompasses so much, like the term Christianity. It essentially means that a religion that believes in the New Testament and Jesus. I mean, because under, you know, under Christianity, you have Catholicism, you have Pentecostal, Methodist, Presbyterian, Mormon, you know, those are all labeled under Christianity. And uh, and and so you have the same thing in in uh, geek culture, too, because you have uh, movie geeks, television geeks, comic geeks, genre geeks, tech geeks, gamer geeks and purists. You know, and uh, those are basically those are those are the geeks. That I made it. That I that I kind of categorized. Han shot first. That's purest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Han is... shot first.
1: That I will not watch any copy of the movie. That... <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: Which, but you know what? You need geeks like that because they're the ones that remember all that shit. <laughs> yeah, because there's so much in the geek realm, and especially since basically pop culture has gotten so big. Because think about it. You know, when you were a kid, all you you know, or at least when I was a kid, all you had. Pulp culture was in the making at that time, the eighties. You know, that was when all the stuff was coming out. The Star Wars films came out and the Raiders of the Lost. So you had that stuff and the and the 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 comic books were still kind of a, a niche thing. And then come the two thousands or late nineties, early two thousands, all the kids that grew up in the eighties. That was their source material. So, of course, it starts to filter into movies and TVs and stuff like that. I mean, you have the genre geeks that are heavily into one particular genre, you know, music, movies, games, and stuff like that. You have, you know, Trekkers, Star Wars fans, Lotro fans are all under that umbrella because, you know, it it's – to be like a a Star Trek geek, you can't say, oh, he's a TV geek and a movie geek because they expand to, you know – two things, much like Lotro, which is either, you know, the books or the games or the movie. You know, you have those separate kind of fans. Um, then, of course, the tech geek is anyone in a TV, a guy that can tell you the kind of graphics card you need when you tell them you want to play WoW on a particular type of computer, uh, you know, uh, which Sapien's, Sapien's kind of in that category. I, by
1: the way, can do all of these things. <laughs> right? I am the umbrella. You
0: understand.
1: <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, just before you piss everybody off, because I do this sometimes too. Lotro is the acronym for just the game. Uh, so you know, just
0: Lord of the Rings. Right? Show some respect.
1: Show don't some to be a dick.
0: <laughs> when you're listing off people, you go for the shortest thing possible. That's right.
1: <laughs> like I have shit to do
0: today, so I'm just gonna. <laughs> exactly, dude. Uh, then there's the gamer geeks. You know, the the guys that spew out the entire history of WoW. But can't tell you how to pick up a girl. And then, uh, then of course you have the purists. Those are the ones that still play D&D, hit the comic book store on Wendy's, think, think Nick Fury should still be a white guy. And, uh, that the Ultimates line is not the official history of the Marvel characters. Um, cause you know, there's still, there's still those guys out there.
1: So... Hey, there's nothing wrong with D&D. <laughs> right,
0: and I, and I don't mean D&D online. I mean like, the board game like the game that a Arich... the
1: board game <laughs> it's a fantasy role playing game
0: whatever dude
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, shouldn't there be something for us to jenga <laughs> yeah i know <laughs>
0: community, See, i wanted to play shoots and ladders <laughs> that's why i should play shoots and ladders uh the, my my whole problem with uh uh Oswald's theory was is that he was approaching it from kind of an educated elitist Yeah, you know he, he, you know he using obscure sci-fi references to illustrate his point. While he had a cool point of view, he came off as kind of like the Dennis Miller of geekdom. You know, (laughs) where where your jokes are so intellectual that even uh (laughs) intellectual. Honestly, he kind of is the Dennis Miller of geekdom. I mean, let's keep it real. I mean, you know he he. He uses such a, even the most obscure, and and that's the kind of thing that kind of annoys me is that those people that think oh well a true geek has to use the most obscure like Blade Runner, like uh well actually I can't say Blade Runner because the original book was called do um was it do uh computers dream of electric sheep or something like that you know do robots do robots dream, robots dream electric of electric, electric sheep theory. you know and you know they have to, an obscure line from the book. You know, you know, it's not gonna use like Blade Runner in in this, and it it. But you know, I agree with your point that the use of technology has made it diff um, difficult to be a small small clique in school. That you know, it's just you know. No, I'm
1: sorry. Do androids dream? I just looked it up. Oh, I don't want to get it wrong. Do androids dream of electric <laughs> sheep? All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, you know, it's like. Uh, you know, you were considered a nerd in school. You know, it's like the hot chicks always asked you to do their homework for them, fix their computers and help them with pick out a, you know, something for their nine-year-old brother. You know, and the problem, too, is that the geek is spreading across the generations. You know, mm-hmm. kids that played D&D in high school, when I'm talking like when I was in high school, they are now running Fortune 500 companies. And exactly. now they, now they made it available for the masses. Hence why there are more geeks out there. And... And I actually went ahead and I decided to go, you know what, I'm going to look up the actual definition of geek. So one means a carnival performer often billed as a wild man who act usually includes biting the heads off of light chicken or snake. That one's for nomad. man. Yeah, uh, which I do on the weekends. Mm. Uh, number two, a person often of an intellectual bent who is disliked. That would be sapien. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the third is an enthusiast or expert, especially in a technological field or activity.
1: And I think that's more to the point of what people think of when they, when you say geek now is the third one.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think people have lost sight of what it, what being a geek meant. You know, it's not something we strive for. It was a label that was given to you. It's like a John Hughes movie, you know, the popular guy. The rec- recluse, the um, the the deviant, the nerd, you know, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, basically. Mm. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, most geeks wanted. To <laughs> that's be- the name
1: of the label, <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's the Anthony Michael Hall geek. Uh, <laughs> I mean, most geeks wanted to be cool, you know, be with the cool kids, or, or they hated everyone else because there was no use in fighting it anymore. You know, it wasn't about knowing who you were. It was about settling for what you were dealt with. You know, I, I think so many things, um, like so many things, we have a subset within the geek term, and there's no going back. I mean, it's part of pop culture now. Yeah. You know, you can't go back and look at all those nerd films. It was about acceptance, nothing else. You know, Patton Oswalt doesn't want the geeky society back, you know, the geeky society. He wants one of those geeks – that act like those people with avant-garde, you know, coffee and art houses
1: that sit there
0: and, and ramble about, oh, the inaccuracies of the latest, of the, um, the new Hobbit movie that hasn't even been out yet. Uh, it, it's, I, I, I really think that it's just, it's, I think he, he has a good point and like I'm saying, I'm not dogging it because I think the article was well written.
1: Yeah, and I love the dude too. I yeah, think he's a very I, intelligent very intelligent cat. I mean yeah, he knows what he's, he's talking about.
0: And he's funny as hell too. Like you know, um I saw him at Comic Con last year and um he was funny. He was hilarious, but you know, I, I think there was there was a point of making it too intellectual about being something that's not that intellectual.
1: Right. And and honestly, you really look at a geek, you know, the like nomad said the umbrella the reason why it's so diverse is because i personally believe that geek culture is is the one culture that is the least conformist out of out of the other ones because to, to be a geek is you're into something you know it could be sports you know what i mean it's not it doesn't have to be something crazy like star wars or, or lord of the rings or whatever right and, and i think that there's so many different geek as itself is a main culture and then there's subcultures below it and right. i i think that the that that offers so much to the diversity and to the strength of the people that participate within it because you have, I mean, look at me in Nomad. I'm into certain things. He's into certain things. He'll post certain things on that website that I won't, I wouldn't even really care about, you know, like certain obscure things about movies and stuff, all that Oscar stuff. You could thank him for that (laughs) because he cares about that. I don't, you know, when I when what do I post that you don't post about?
0: Do 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 mostly trailers. Yeah, like trailers <laughs> for shit. because it's easy shit. Trailers for shit. <laughs> things with a lot of quotes. You know, <laughs> no, like we we're both into different shit. Yeah. He, he does a lot of MMOs, like he'll do a lot of the MMO reviews, and you know he's he's really heavily into the MMO universe, yeah. um, which I'm not because even video games. I mean, we both like video games. But
1: I like, I'm like, oh, I don't play that game because such and such company that was the like, yeah, give a shit about all of that stuff, you yeah. know? And, and and that's just the beauty of the culture is that everyone comes together, they all have their sets of, and and he attributed to this in the article, they all have their sets of what they enjoy, what they bring to the table, and what he's saying is now everybody's gonna pretend that they are, but they're gonna have a very weak knowledge of it and this and that. Well, who gives a shit? And that just gives us more reason to go. Oh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. You know? And and, and, and that's whole part of it too is in football to show off. You show how fast, how far you can show the throw the ball. You show how fucking hard you can tackle someone. In geek culture, you show how much you know and how much you can tell someone else that they don't know shit. Right? Because
0: <laughs> that that's the biggest thing in geek culture is to make the other person look stupid. Yeah. If, if you. It's it, a nice wave, but still. Yeah. <laughs> but see, like the thing is, is like you know, if you go to like. Uh, like a Batman uh, midnight showing and it's mostly fans and that's usually one of the reasons why I'll go to like comic book movies or stuff like that with a midnight crowd because that's the fans.
1: fans. That's fans. so cool. The, dude. Fa- the
0: fans want to see this and, and they'll call out stupid stuff but they'll also say, you know what, no, it was it was enjoyable, whatever. But the thing is, is like, You'll go and you'll have people out there that will be totally into it and, and will debate why they had these characters versus these characters. Yeah. And you'll have certain, you know. And there'll
1: people. be a purist there. Yeah. And you'll have,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's usually a purist versus, you know, somebody that's just a comic geek, you know? Yeah. A little more laid back. Yeah. And you'll have the other, like, certain people that will turn and just be like, Ugh, nerds. And it's just like, is that a bad thing? You know, why is it that most likely, let's just take most, you know, uh, regular girls. And, I'm, and I mean, regular girls, like women that aren't into all this stuff, you know, they'll, and, and I've gone to, uh, some things. With, my
1: wife, my wife is a perfect example.
0: Yeah. And I've, I've gone with a few girls to some of these shows and they're just kind of like roll their eyes. They're like, Oh my God. It's like, you know, and I, I look at them and I'm like, well, why is that different than knowing everything about what, um, Kim Kardashian's doing or, you know, checking up on, uh, on, uh, you know the gossip of whatever. You know it's like, how is that different? I know? call
1: my wife a novella geek <laughs> because she watches soap operas, Spanish soap operas. I think there's uh, reality TV geeks. Oh. You know what I
0: mean? It's it's so diverse Dixi- now. Dixie chick is a is a reality TV geek. She yeah. she watches all sorts of that stuff. And you know, and it it's fine. But... Food
1: Network geek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I think uh, we need to kind of understand that because especially now. When you have message boards and you have the online gaming and stuff like that in Facebook and you can add all these people and you find all these different you know, especially on Facebook, oh they like this, you know. And um you, you start having more in common and you know, like I, I'll do on my personal Facebook, I'll throw up random lines from movies or whatever. Yeah. And you'll tell who the geeks are when they reply directly to it. Yeah. You know, Comic Con is now pretty much a, a just a huge movie press release. <laughs> it really is but there's a little corner where there's some comic books yeah which we will be covering we talked about that today that yeah we'll be going... we're gonna
1: give special attention to the actual artists yeah. and comic book people because that, that's what the backbone of the industry
0: yeah and we're we'll actually go to the, the comic vendors that are there <laughs> because yeah. that's who what it was made for so you know we'll be we'll be seeing a lot of that so um you know i i i really think geek culture can't die uh nico on facebook said um Geek, wa- um, geek was washed away along with the word epic and many other once good things that have been sullied mainly by wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which I so much truth in that statement. I story. know.
0: It, it is. But, you know, what can you do? But uh, continuing on with this uh, geek line because I think we kind of covered this topic to death um, is, uh, as many of you know, Comic-Con tickets went on sale last Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you read the message boards, our website, Mm -hmm. LazyGeeks.com, or Comic-Con's Facebook page, you know, not many people were happy with the way it went. Uh, Well, the past two attempts to get tickets out to the public met with disaster, both times shutting down within the first hour. The last time was an effort in torture as painful as waterboarding. Mm -hmm. Um, If you attempted to get tickets last week and you were met with overcapacity messages and crashing windows – Tickets sold out only to reappear a few minutes later, thus fueling people's anger about Comic-Con trying to make more money by having people order four individual day passes instead of getting the 105 four-day pass. Uh, now, here are some things that I've broken down to try to make sense of it and personally think there are so many people here to blame. Uh, number one, first and foremost, is comic- Comic-Con organizers. Organizers—that's such a bit of an oxymoron statement here. <laughs> um, the organization, counter to some people's idea, is not a huge conglomerate. It's a nonprofit organization created back in the '70s. Nonprofit means it takes all the money and pays off the overhead. Uh, why do you think they ask for volunteers for this event? Uh, with that being said, I personally think they can take some of that overhead and invest it to a better company to handle ticket sales. Yeah. Um. Epic may have been a good company to deal with when you quietly release tickets like you did before, where you, there was never a big hubbub about it. But when you know that over 100,000 people will be attending and you announce the day they go on sale, there has to be a little little spark of common sense to think of what kind of traffic you'll be getting there. I mean, it means that you, have to, you may have to charge a little more for the tickets or add an additional fee to the ticket sales, uh, but people will just have to deal with it. Think about it. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter servers claimed handled a damn revolution, and uh, but you can't handle your customers. Yeah, I mean that just seems ridiculous, you know. And not to mention tickets go on sale every day with uh, occupant capacities. Yeah, smaller than yours, but a lot more of them, you know. And through Ticketmaster, and they never fail like that. So you know, in, in this particular area I think um Comic Con really needs and if you at Comic Con last year they're they're very disorganized as far as how the lines go and just I think they really kinda need to get out I think they still have that kind of small you know cozy organization that they think they have still. I mean, you know, this is this is almost like a theme park.
1: Yeah, I know. They need to really start looking at different people to handle their shit.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, bring in people that handle, you know, the lines at Disneyland. You know, yeah. <laughs> start bringing in those guys, you know, because you may you may need to want to do that. And uh but, uh you know, the next group of people I think that needs is like the Comic-Con fans. This pertains to the people that failed to read any of the information on the site or got stuck on simply that piece of information they didn't like. Um, it took three hours to sell out the four day passes. I got mine for the um for my crew in less than 90 minutes. Why? Because I followed and listened to the select s- suggestions of the ticket seller. The trick was to keep the page you're on and keep refreshing, don't start over, especially when you were on the payment page. And, and I know a lot of people in fear that the tickets were already sold out, people started buying single day passes. Right. Just keep in mind that Comic-Con and TicketLeap stated that selective tickets would be on hold for 15 minutes. I kept hitting the refresh button to wait for tickets to be available. Yes, I got the screen that said none were available, but I kept trying. Thus in the end, I got the, you know, the last tickets for my crew and was free to do whatever I wanted to do after 10:30 in the morning. People that waited until 10 or later to make to say it was easier. Shame on you. You should have known. No, you're just a jackass. Yeah. Like,
1: seriously, there's, I'm not even going to be nice about it. If, if yeah. you really think that you want to get tickets for Comic Con and you're going to wake up late or do it, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, there's, there's really nothing else to say. Yeah.
0: I have no sympathy for you.
1: <laughs> I mean, you might not be, you might not be an idiot in general, but you were an idiot at that
0: moment. Because yeah. I, because you... I, I saw people that were posting saying, oh, yeah, they're going on sale at night. I'm going to come on later because it should, because I figure, you know, most of the people are going to try to get it in. Yeah. Most of the people are going to come in at nine in the morning and most of them are going to get their tickets. Yep. Because, you know, um, with that hole for 15 minutes, yeah, I was on there and I was trying to get it and the page kept failing, kept trying to refresh. And then I refreshed it and then it showed zero. And I'm like, what? They're sold out already? It was like 10 o'clock. And I was thinking, what? They're sold out already? And then I kept refreshing. And then later I kept Twitter open and Facebook open. And, um, Twitter, I saw, you know, them saying, we still have plenty of four day passes. I'm like, okay, well, where are they? Kept refreshing, refreshing. And then finally it boom, all four. You know, for, right. um, you could get up to four passes. So clicked on it, boom, got it, and now uh, Sapien and Old Man Dude are going with us. So to uh, to Comic Con. So Comic Con. <laughs> now, uh, now th- for the fans that couldn't go, while I understand your pain for not being able to go, if you were stuck on the system for five hours and couldn't get any, I question the time you went on. Yeah. If you weren't on at 9 a.m., like many people were. You shouldn't um you should have gotten something. At five PM I'm reading, you know, from some people that were on the system for five hours and got nothing or yeah, I was on all day and got no tickets. I, I, I you know, I mean meaning if you waited till noon to get tickets, that was your fault, more or less. You know. Um, also the ones that lashed out at the people that got tickets saying, May all your plans go to hell or may you miss your flight or your reservations get screwed up that's just petty. No, like, don't be a bitch. Yeah. Like, just
1: because you didn't get a ticket this next year, whatever, and not even that. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Like, why do
0: you gotta try to ruin everybody else's fun because you're a little bitch? Exactly. Like, you're showing it shows that you, you shouldn't go because you're acting like a five year old. Yep. I mean that's a stalker or psycho mentality. If I can't go, no one can go. You know? Ah,
1: <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs>
0: Fuck. I mean, people that said if they were real if it If they would let real fans go and not people that go for the experience, we would have gotten tickets. Really? (laughs) This isn't isn't Mecca. We're not on a spiritual pilgrimage here. Yeah, I know. People do most things for the experience. I mean, stop being dumbasses. Oh, and the asshole that said, if you got your tickets last year at Comic-Con, we wouldn't be in this mess? In order for pe- most people to buy tickets last year for the event, they had to have been at Comic Con.
1: No, yeah, what an asshole! Dude. I don't.
0: How many people didn't get tickets? You know, it's like if that's the case, then why didn't your happy ass get tickets last year? Oh, that's right, because you were a punk bitch and didn't go. Fucking asses! Uh,
1: yeah, motherfucker! <laughs> shit.
0: The, the last one that I say, the, and this is the one that has the most to lose, was TicketLeap. This mm-hmm. was the new, uh, the new company that was handling their uh, their business. Uh, while their site started failing immediately at 9 a.m., they were upfront with the problems, and in subsequent days, they released statements and blogs. They, you know, a general blog to like, hey, you know, this is what happened. And then their tech department released a blog that gave you so much techno babble. It was, which was cool. Because they basically said, yeah, yeah, we kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know
1: what? My bad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, but why do they have more to lose? Because they would be losing a quarter of a million dollars for one day work. Yep. Yeah. Last year, Comic Con said they reached capacity crowds of 125,000. Now, if they were charging two um, two dollars fee for each ticket sold, that would have been a a little south of 250,000. You know, I say a little south because there were tickets that managed to get sold in the two earlier attempts. They had 64 servers up and ready and when things went to hell they cut back down to four which doesn't make any sense to me but when you see that the that it was a computer error that caused the entire slowdown you slowly start to begin okay i kind of understand that um but of course it doesn't soften the wound i mean comic-con in their infinite wisdom refused to make a comment about anything they even ignored our emails to try to get a statement about what happened um not that like oh uh, they even refuse our statement not to sound like we're CNN or you know <laughs> or, or somebody big like that. But well we, we are though. Oh we are. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but back to my point. <laughs> uh, why would, um why do they have so much to lose? Because if fans and Comic Con hated what happened last Saturday, they could leave them out in the cold for next year's event, and that's a heavy loss in revenue. Now, they know the root problem. They know what happened. And if they get the system worked on, I kind of think they should get a chance to to go for it again next year. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. So in the end, I think it's everybody's fault. If you go to Comic Con this year and get next year's tickets at the event, another benefit you get preview night. We'll we'll be doing that for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. This year, uh, this event only holds up to a hundred thousand people. Everybody should have been ready for this. Fans to make, you know, to make plans to get their tickets early, or have friends get them um, tickets um, for next year if they're going. And see, one of the things that I I kind of thought was people were like, oh yeah, I can't go with my brothers or whatever, because somebody said that they couldn't go with their brothers. So you know, I was like, going, well, why couldn't you have selected one person who didn't work, all um, had enough cash on a credit card and do it all? Because you could order up to four passes on Ticketleap. Which the downside with Epic. Was you could do multi passes, but you had to do one at a time.
1: Yeah, that was stupid.
0: Yeah, when you had to go in and put one person's information, go through final, get a charge. So you'll end up with like four or five charges from one thing for 105 when you could simply get four passes, right. you know, or five passes and, and do it that way. So I, I think that might be a smarter way to go if you, if you, you know, you have a group of people going, try to get them all the same, which is what I try to do when I, when, um, when Comic-Con first went out and I, I managed to get two passes, but I wasn't able to get the other two because the site crashed. And um, Comic-Con said, yeah, we're stopping them. Uh, so, you know, I, I think – and also, too, if you have friends going this year to Comic-Con, give them money. Tell them, dude, buy me a pass for next year. Exactly. And, and then the other benefit, you get preview night. I mean, you know.
1: And if you don't have friends, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I know. If you don't have friends, <laughs> you're just asked out, man. It's, just, it's a sad life for you.
1: You should have uh, really been uh, paying attention to your fucking life.
0: <laughs> but uh, Comic-Con needs to understand too that they've gotten too big and that they need to think beyond the old con, the old con for the, la- uh, the last 40 years and look at alternatives. Yep. Ticket leave should have done more than one test of a thousand people to make an arrogant assumption that they can handle the flow. Um, And uh, so the only constant in all this is we, the Lazy Geeks, will be covering all of this next year. So Mm -hmm. we'll see if and we'll see if anybody learned. I mean, we got. uh, He was learned. (laughs) Was learned. I asked um, people to see, you know, if they had any, you know, ask what she thought about the com, you know, about the whole comic con thing. And somebody, uh, this person here wrote, um, I'm really upset. Spent five hours trying to get in as did my friend. Neither of us were able to get tickets. I don't know why after five hours I was unable to get tickets. It just blows my mind. Um, uh, this other guy, Johnny here says, uh, are you high? Why do you even ask if it was a positive or negative experience? It was a fucking nightmare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we can all tell his point of view.
0: Yeah. And, uh, B, who runs, uh, when, Nerd, when nerds, Attack.com, uh, he wrote, it was, a, it was a, such a hot mess. I'm glad it's over though. And he managed to score a single day pass. So, you know. I see him over there, man. Yeah, I might see him over there. know. Uh, he's a, he's a regular viewer to the, to the lazy geeks too. So that's, that's always i give
1: cool. him, i give him a
0: pencil. <laughs> i give him a pencil. All right. Well. I think it's time for some (laughs) douchebaggery. All right. Well, my first douchebag, even stalkers need love. (laughs) Um, apparently... Isn't that the whole
1: point? They're being stalkers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um... Apparently, there's a difference when you follow someone on Facebook and when you follow someone on Facebook. (laughs) Um, A day after it was reported (laughs) that Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg has obtained a restraining order against 31-year-old man, the alleged stalker has issued an apology. I'm a peaceful guy. I'm sorry he thought I was trying to harm him. Padeep uh, Manukonda. I thought this was the most awesome name. The last name. Manukonda. Manukonda. (laughs)
1: Manukonda.
0: Yeah, that's that's the next sci-fi, like, uh, monster movie that's going to come out. Manukonda. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, he told um, TMZ, I understand he's a very busy man and I'll respect his privacy. TMZ already reported that Manukonda had been seeking money from Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg's sister, Randy, and his girlfriend, Priscilla Chan. Uh, he apparently sent a message to both Zuckerberg's and his sister uh, to both Zuckerberg and his sister Manicana told him in one message, "I owe my entire life um, to your service please help me then I am um, then I'm re- then I'm ready to die for you according to the site he uh, also attempted to walk up the front steps of Zuckerberg's home march twenty fourth and allegedly slept flowers and a handwritten letter to this Facebook co-founder four days later according to TMZ. Manukonda who had been ordered to remain Manukonda in- Manu Kanda, <laughs> had uh I, yeah, in this article that I wrote, I just kept referring to him as Manukonda because I like that name so much. Uh who had been ordered to remain at least three hundred feet away from Zuckerberg, told TMZ that he had been dealing with a major personal problem and believed Zuckerberg could have offered some advice. He says now that's just weird. That, it, yeah. yeah.
1: That.
0: Now he says he'll leave him alone. And yeah, he just simply can't make these stories up. I mean, that's the definition of a stalker.
1: <laughs> That's completely awesome.
0: Uh, so uh, my next douchebag, number two douchebag, goes to jumping on the bandwagon. Um, Bulletstorm, Bullet is apparently the worst video game in the world, just as Fox News. Um, Fox News noticed that uh, Epic's upcoming shooter Bulletstorm, and thinks the game might be the worst video game in the world. But by now you should know the media firestorm drill. It goes like this: Fox News, Fox News contends bulletstorm is unacceptable because it features profanity, violence, and gore. Oh.
1: Um,
0: and I, I think they mean actual gore, not Al Gore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then Fox News reacted with some experts to say that really dumb things and wring their hands over the effect that um, all might have, um, how all this might affect our children. Uh... You know, most of the times, you know, and if you followed our, you know, our whole deal here, you know, on on the Lazy Geeks, we harp on these people. Anybody that comes along that says that video games are, you know, the the reason why our society is going into, you know, hell in a handcart. Yeah. Um. Fox News is uh, Carol Lieberman. A psychologist and book author says the increase in rapes can be attributed in large part to the playout of sexual scenes in video games. Well, according to the National Crime Victimization Survey, the per capita victimization rate um, of rape has declined from about 2.4 per 1,000 people, ages 12 and above, in 1980 to about 0.04 per 1,000 people. That's a decline of about 85%. So, where are the video games, you know, where are the video games playing has increased a billion, trillion percent in the same period? And I, uh, it's just like, it's, it's either she's, it's she's simply ignorant or can't tell the truth. So, you know, the, in most of this stuff, you know, uh, they, you know, they, they get my douchebaggery because this is just ridiculous. You know, I mean, she states that, um, the argument that, The market is clearly aimed at children and young adolescents. You know, Malene Keeney, Ph.D., a professor at the University of Maryland, said politicians were organizing efforts to address violent video games prior to the presidential election but got distracted by the election. It's time for senators and representatives to come back to the issue. Well, according to the uh, ESA, the average gauge of a gamer is 34, and they have strict rules about how M game rated M-rated games are marketed, rules that EA has stuck by. Violent video games are clearly marked by the ESRB with the easily understood rating system that has been shown to be effective for parents who take five seconds to look at it. (laughs) As for the second part of uh, Killian's argument, politicians haven't really been focusing on the issue because the underlying legal issue is whether retailers can be punished for selling games to children. It's going to be settled by the Supreme Court in the coming months. So what can they do? Um, you know, I mean, it, it's it's just ridiculous. And I know we keep bringing this up, but this is, this is what people think. And the more gamers don't stand up and say, hey, you know what? This isn't the way it is. We don't, you know, I I don't let, you know, I don't think... Kids under seventeen should play. I don't think a twelve year old should be playing Call of Duty or Bullet Storm, you know, or something heavily like that. You know, unless yeah. unless they're mentally capable of handling it. But when you're 12 years old, you think you can handle anything.
1: So, and you can't handle nothing. Exactly. Oh shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so my number one douchebag of the week, the sound of the drums. Did you hear the drum beats? It's Sony on the warpath. And the last couple of months it's been discussing about their ta- um we've been discussing about their tactics um, that Sony has been using to get people to not hack their PS3 um console. Huh, what's new? Well, Sony is threatening to sue anyone posting or distributing the first full-fledged jailbreak code. They also want a federal judge to order Google to surrender IP addresses and other identifying information for those who viewed or commented about the jailbreak video on a private YouTube page. Sony wants the information to determine the identities of the third parties hosting and distributing the um, circumvention devices. Um, so Sony can send them a DMCA order. This is usually a cease and desist order and remove the material. And if necessary, seek appropriate relief from this court, meaning money. Uh, this discovery they call, in my opinion, is overboard. George Holtz's attorney. Stuart Keller said in a telephone interview, George Holtz is the New Jersey, New Jersey hacker who published the first PS3 code and, uh, the how to video on YouTube. Uh, Sony gave no comment to WIRE when they ran the story. A hearing is tentatively set for uh, for Wednesday. Sony filed the documents about 7.30 P- PST on Friday. Uh, the U.S. District Court Judge uh, Susan Ilston ordered Holtz to remove the YouTube video and the code from his personal website, orders with, um, with which Holtz complied with last week all ahead of the unscheduled trial in which Sony is seeking unspecified damages from Holtz um From Holtz, Ilston had concluded that Holtz likely breached the Digital Me- uh, Millennium Copyright Act. He did so by publishing or distributing a hack designed to circumvent software meant to protect copyrighted material, the judge said. Holtz, by uh, order of Ilstrom, is also scheduled to surrender his computer gear to Sony by Thursday. Killer is trying to, uh, this past Thursday, is trying to convince the Judge Ilston to back away f- um, from allowing Sony to examine his hard drives and other devices. Sony is also trying to haul into court the so-called fail overflow hacking team. So um, basically the moral of this story is if you make a big company who's pride themselves on not looking bad look bad, they will come after you with all of hell behind them. <laughs> oh my god. I know my stories weren't mostly weren't all that funny, but I think they were they were real good segues for douchebaggery. Yeah, there's a lot of douchebag going on. I mean, yeah.
1: sometimes sometimes douchebaggery isn't funny.
0: Yeah, sometimes it it's just real.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just real and sometimes it just pisses you off.
0: Exactly. That's right. Let's go with your uh, douchebaggery. All right, this one's funny. Uh, okay. Now, <laughs> would, Sapien for the comic relief.
1: <laughs> yeah. Would be bank robber foiled by a closing bank, right? <laughs> so, Cranston, Cranston, Rhode Island, which, you know, Rhode Island's so small. Every time I hear about Rhode Island, I, I think of something cute. Um, Believe it, why do they even have cities? It's so small. I know. Oh. I know. Anyway. <laughs> A would-be bank robber was foiled after a teller (laughs) was foiled after a teller (laughs) shut the security door and told him the bank was closing. (laughs) Uh, Cranston police told the Providence Journal that it happened Thursday around 7 p.m., closing time at a Citizens Bank. I haven't heard that in a while. Citizens Bank counter inside a grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) Major Robert W. Ryan. Oh. says the man gave the teller a note written on a ripped paper plate that said this is a robbery
0: ripped paper plate really
1: well he must be broke trying to rob that money the teller put down the security curtain told the man the branch was closing and closed the security screen door ah. brian says the man walked quickly away empty-handed police are looking for the man that is hilarious. <laughs> like, really? Are you so broke that you couldn't afford a fucking clock?
0: It reminds, it reminds me of those guys trying to uh, rob the booking agent, the booking um, place in snatch. You know, where it's like, no, all bets are off. Yeah. There's no money. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh my god, that shit's hilarious. <laughs>
1: so my next douchebag, kind of long. Well, I think it's long. There's a lot of pictures in this article, so it might not be that long. Like my dick. Yeah <laughs> This was actually uh, brought to my attention by Nomad. Um basically this is about the Super Bowl and the damn seating fiasco oh, is going on. So uh football fans who couldn't get proper seating at last Sunday's Super Bowl, despite paying thousands of dollars for tickets, have sued the National Football League and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh the lawsuit filed yesterday in a federal court in Dallas accused the league and team of breach of contract, fraud, and deceptive trade practices, according to news agencies Reuters. Around 400 paying fans were denied proper seating, seats to watch the Green Bay Packers beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 31 to 25 at the 45th Super Bowl. Picture. They, really, they really had to, sh- the, yeah. To go the I think story. somebody, I think somebody might have been a Packers fan. Yeah,
0: somebody was trying to pad their article <laughs> a little bit. Instead, instead they had
1: to make do with watching the action on TV screens or in temporary metal chairs. Oh here's You're the fucking Super Bowl, you know? Yesterday, the league.
0: Welcome to the white trash Super Bowl. <laughs> well, well,
1: well, no, nah, I'm not even. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> the league had in- invited the affected fans to a future Super Bowl of their choice. It also offered the choice of a cash payment of $24,000, three times the face value of the ticket or round trip airfare and hotel. So that's kind of cool. Many of those fans without seats paid above face value for the tickets, according to the lawsuit. It contended that the NFL knew of seating problems before the game but failed to tell fans in advance. It also accuses cowboy Cowboys owner Jerry Jones of causing the problems with the hope of setting a Super Bowl attendance record, meaning he fucking sold too many tickets. More than 103,000 people watched the game from the stands at Cowboy Stadium in Arlington, Texas.
0: Except but, for 400.
1: <laughs> exactly. But Jones fell short of the record by 766 after some temporary seats were deemed unusable the lawsuit also accused jones of deceptive dece- i'm sorry deceiving Cowboys season ticket holders into paying 1200 dollars a seat for super bowl tickets only to be offered temporary metal fold out chairs <laughs> many many with obstructed views of the field and the stadium's giant overhead video board oh yeah yeah the season the season ticket holders, who paid more than $100 million a seat... What? What? That must be an overall... Yeah. Licenses to help fund uh, construction of Cowboy, State, Cowboy Stadium said the team had promised their $100,000 and higher licenses would entitle them the best sight lines and right to buy a Super Bowl ticket at face value, according to the lawsuit... we are ultimately responsible for the fan experience and we want it to be the best it can possibly be. NFL commissioner Roger Goodell said in a statement yesterday, many affected fans ended up watching the game in standing only positions or places in a club area behind the Steelers bench where they could watch the game on TV monitors. Frankly, it is astonishing to us that the Cowboys in the NFL would treat its fans like this. Michael Avanetti, Evan, Avanetti, just say it fast. If it's an Italian name or something, just say it really fast. It usually right. Lead attorney <laughs> said, "What is perhaps even more amazing is that they still haven't done the right thing." Do 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 do. I gotta skip all these giant photographs that they put in. The NFL, the NFL needed to fully compensate the distressed fans for their out-of-pocket expenses, he added. The league and the Cowboys declined to comment on the lawsuit. You know, whatever. We're not even going to read the rest of it because it's pretty much cut and dry. Um. So basically, <laughs> the NFL's on – well, not the NFL. The uh, Cowboys. Just
0: cow, um, yeah, Jerry uh,
1: – Jerry, uh, Jerry Fuckstick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he – He's on blast for being a fucking jackass. Basically, he tried to sell too many goddamn tickets. He's trying to
0: what happened was is that they they have this section that wasn't really designed for seats. So, Jerry Jones decided, "Hey, we can make seats here and sell more tickets in hopes that it'll be ready by the time Uh, Super Bowl comes up, but then of course they were deemed unusable, and those people that spent all that money, not just for the tickets, but if they traveled, if they came somewhere else, they had hotels and stuff like that, just to say, oh yeah, sorry, no.
1: And they have uh, a picture here of this huge section of seats, completely empty during the Super Bowl, because they deemed unusable, I guess.
0: Yeah, because they didn't get it done in time, and uh, that, that was just, that's fucked up, dude. Yeah, I mean, you're a super fail for yeah, that. Yeah, you're you're super douchebag for that.
1: Now, since that was long, we're just gonna move on. I think it's common sense why that sucked. Yeah. Um now, that wasn't my first, so <laughs> let's go. <laughs> who to... could
0: possibly have fucked up more than that?
1: And who is who am I putting on blast right now?
0: Russia. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's right. Wow. Fucking uh, bastards. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this coming from Moscow himself uh himself. Moscow itself. Does the sun revolve around the Earth? One hmm. in every three Russians think so. A spokesman for state wow. po- uh, state pollster VSTIOM said Friday. In a survey released this week, 32% of Russians believe Earth was the center of the solar system. <laughs> 55% said that all radioactivity is human-made, and 29% that said that the first humans lived with dinosaurs still roaming the Earth. The study found that <laughs> women were more likely than men to believe the scientific fallacies.
0: Of course.
1: It's really amazing, spokeswoman Olga Kamenchuk said of the survey, which polled 1,600 people across Russia's regions in January with a 3.3 point – point, or I'm sorry. Let me read it. Let me read it. <laughs> Three to four percent margin of error. Wow. All of them, the questions, were absolutely obvious. The data speaks of a low level of education in the country. However, people tend to forget what they have been taught at school if it is not part of daily use, she added. I wonder whether our colleagues in other countries would find any different. I'm sorry, but you don't forget that Earth isn't the center of the fucking – come on.
0: <laughs> I mean there are certain people here in California or in the U.S. that think they are the center of the fucking. here we go. Here we go,
1: though. Little part. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> Some of the questions are similar to
1: those that were asked of Americans. Oh, shit. 72% of Americans agree that the scientific view that Earth goes around the sun, based on a 2008 poll cited in the National Science Foundation's Science and Engineering Indicators 2010. So 72% of Americans know, they agree, that the Earth goes around the sun.
0: Okay. Yeah, but the 27%. So where's the 27%? Like, what are they
1: doing? You know what I, I mean? I know.
0: What are, what are they like? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh... I love how this
1: is an American article, so it's, like, slanted. We're telling you – they're telling me, like, who got it right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's. Like, I don't uh, want to know about the people that got it wrong.
1: Yeah. 63% of Americans surveyed correctly answered that not all radioactivity is human-made in a quiz conducted as part of a 2009 Pew Research Center study.
0: How many percent? said that... Well, at least it's over the fail level.
1: I know. (laughs) Ugh. And 59% of respondents in a 2009 Harris poll agreed with scientific view that the earliest humans and dinosaurs did not live at the same time. I believe that humans and dinosaurs lived at the same time when I was, like,
0: five. Um, Well, that's because we were watching Land of the Lost. (laughs) Land of the
1: Lost! So I'm putting... I'm, I'm gonna have to put Russia on blast, okay? You know what? I know that you used to be communist and all that, but it's been a while. Like, <laughs> get shit together, okay? Teach your kids simple shit, please. <laughs> That's simple shit. Because if you don't teach your kids simple shit, they will become simple shits. Understand? <laughs> because if you if you believe <laughs> if you believe that Earth is the center of the solar system, you are a fucking moron.
0: If you believe you can fly.
1: Now let's redeem ourselves
0: by uh, your epic person. By by some epicness here. All right. So uh, my epic person, Supergram Unmask, pensioner who saw um, Off Hammer Raider speaks out as her as friend reveals that she spent 10 years fighting crime Hmm. Uh, this uh, woman Tim Anson is keeping a low profile in uh, Northampton in the UK Um, but uh, she wasn't doing so much of that when uh, she uh, saw a couple of thugs outside trying to smash the window of a jewelry stop uh, and uh some vagrants yeah, this gang pulled up on motorbikes and were smashing their um, their way into Mike Jones's jewelry jewelers in Northampton town Center when Miss Timson ran across the road and started bashing them with her large handbag. Yes, <laughs> uh, she said that she had intervened because she was angry and felt that they could get away with um, what they were doing in broad daylight. And she added that in the cold day, I know I put myself in danger, but I probably do the same again. She said that she's not a hero, and it may be foolish of me to get involved with somebody who um, had to do something, describing the moment she intervened. But I became aware of the loud revving noise at the top of the street, and I looked over and saw the kid um, up to the doorway of the jewelry store. So basically a couple of guys on motorbikes came up, and these dudes with large hammers tried to bash the window of this uh, jewelry store. And then out of the blue. This uh, this grandmother. Rolls up with her handbag. And starts smashing. Like, smashing them with it. Uh, she They started to close the screen doors. But she, they didn't get anything. Because she kept swinging at everybody. So everybody basically kind of. Got on their cycles or took off running. Well she knocked one of the dudes. Off the motorbike. And then a bunch of people go run, running up there and um, keep them down until the cops get there. Uh, so, uh.
1: <laughs> That's badass
0: shit. Yeah, nobody ever, nobody did anything. Uh, but she <laughs> went up there and took care of business. Right? Yeah, she did it UK style. And, <laughs> UK uh, <laughs> style. Four men were eventually arrested in connection with the incident, aged 18, 22, 25, and 39, and have been charged with robbery and tho theft of motor vehicle offenses and will appear in a Northampton magistrate court yeah so that it just goes to show that um you know don't fuck around with an old woman old women in uh the UK that's right cuz they will take you down that that's kind of badass that is dude you you got to see the video too cuz she just comes running out of nowhere i swear when i saw the video all i kept thinking was bah, bah, dah, bah, bah. You know, as she comes, slow mo that bitch. Uh, seriously, she started swinging that bag. So uh, yeah, I give I give real good credit to her. That is just awesome. So uh, who is your epic person of the week? So uh, WFU
1: coach donates a kidney to a player.
0: What? What? Huh. It did, it, is this is this positive coming out of uh, out of uh, where's this coming out of?
1: God. WFU. <laughs> I can't I fucking... I forgot. Oh, Wake Forest University, which is... I can't believe I forgot this. You know what? I'm going to read the article. It'll probably be in there somewhere. <laughs> wow. I can't remember. I, I looked at it, but I can't remember. It didn't take long for Tom Walter to decide what he what he had to do. Last August, the Wake Forest University head baseball coach sat and listened to doctors doctor explained what freshman kevin jordan had been going through during the previous few months after about 10 minutes of he- hearing of jordan's suffering due to anca vasculitis, vesicul- i said that wrong you with know, a type of autoimmune swelling caused by auto antibodies walter decided immediately that if he could help his player he would The disease was causing kidney failure for Jordan, who still was determined to attend classes at Wake Forest and participate, although limited in fall baseball practice, despite undergoing kidney dialysis nightly in his dorm room. Damn, that sucks. Damn. Doctors began to look for a kidney donor, starting with Jordan's family members, but his mother and brother were not matches. I didn't want Kevin to wait one more day, Walter said. Coach Walter volunteered to be tested, and while attending the Demon Deacon's, Demon Deacon's first day of spring practice on January 28th, he got a call that his kidney was a match for Jordan. He told the team of the decision a few days later, and but they were not completely surprised by the news. Tom Walter would do anything for one of his players or former players. WFU senior outfielder Stephen Brooks said it was only surprising because it was such a major surgery. He's always willing to help his players in whatever way he can. That's
0: more than help.
1: Yeah. That, Let's that, keep it real. That you know? that
0: steps beyond just helping somebody. Helping somebody is like, yo, can you give me a ride to the market or something like yeah. that? Yeah.
1: There's family members that won't do that for other family members. <laughs> um, the kidney transplant was performed on February 7th. At the Emory Transplant Center in Atlanta, with Dr. <laughs> Kenneth New- Newell. I knew I saw it somewhere. Dr. Kenneth Newell and Dr. Alan Kirk as the lead surgeons. Wow. Two days ago. This is a long article. I think I think we can stop right there, actually. Huh. Wow. The kid the kid came out good, everything's fine now. I mean it's just it's so that's just amazing. Yeah. It's a coach,
0: dude. I mean
1: You know what I mean? And that's some shit. I'm serious when I say there are families where their family was like, I don't give a fuck if you're kidding. Hey, <laughs> like, my shit's my shit, homie.
0: In a in a Hispanic family, it would have been like, Well then you shouldn't have been drinking all that time, huh? Yeah. You know? It would have <laughs> <laughs> stuck it to you. Eventually maybe somebody would have donated something, but yeah, they would have grilled you on it for a while. Yeah. That's just that's wild, dude. I mean, how do you do that? It's crazy.
1: I I mean, that's just so sick, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, Uh, maybe
1: maybe his team just sucked. That was like the star player.
0: He's like, i I can't, you motive, I can't no. fuck up this. I can't fuck up this. this lineup. If I fuck this lineup, they're gonna cut me. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: and shit, I mean, don't cut me. Just kidding for the kitty. Don't just kitty for his career. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want to take shit away from the dude. Oh, but damn, That's sick. Man. That is pretty sick. That's awesome. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we're about to head out. So uh, we want to remind you all to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, that's, uh, at the lazy geeks, one word, or you can follow, uh, sapien and myself on our own personal Twitter. That is, uh, lazy underscore nomad and lazy underscore sapien. We keep it yeah. simple for you that's guys. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cause we think about you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. Uh, all the music on this podcast was provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. And uh, so that just about does it for us. So make sure to uh, comment this podcast on iTunes or whatever you use. The good, the bad, the sexy, and the redonkulous. Be sure to uh, uh, hit us up on uh, thelazygeeks.com, where we put in a lot of time on these stories. And uh, even now, we're actually starting to read the uh, we're reading the articles that we print on the website. That's so, right. So, That's right. Yeah. So we keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> If you have any comments or, or, or ideas for future uh, um, podcast topics, go ahead and hit us up on thelazygeeks.com or email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. So until next week, peace out. Uh-huh.